being internationally minded is a gift that allows you to succeed in life. It's difficult, um, however, it's well worth it in the end. Welcome to episode 9, the second of a two-parter on international mindedness. The voice that you've just heard belonged to Jade, who's one of our teachers, who, along with her brother Adrian, also one of our teachers, will be sharing some of their personal experiences about what it means to grow up as a third culture child, as well as their valuable thoughts on international mindedness. So in this episode, I initially interviewed a few different teachers to gauge their thoughts on international mindedness with regards to the curriculum. After that, we moved into aspects such as MUN, personal projects, services action, moral ed, posed, social studies, whilst simultaneously taking a look at some of the potential pitfalls where international mindedness can cause confusion. I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I enjoyed making it and putting teachers on the spot for a few valuable sound bites. So another one of the findings from the team at the University of Bath was that um, they found that teachers who had taught other curricula acknowledged that teaching examples and emphases changed supporting a focus on international mindedness when they moved to teach in the IB curriculum. So with me today are three um, teachers from the mathematics department. Um, so I'd just like to see if they've got any, any similar ideas, if this rings true. Yeah, I think for, for me, coming from the British curriculum, uh, we would like as an example, we would typically use pounds and pence in most um, examples but coming into the IB and, and, and the dynamic and the, the school that we're at it's important when we teach currency as an example that actually we, we, we offer all different currencies we, we lean on the, the students themselves in terms of what they understand so we would obviously open up as much as we can in terms of different currencies. Great. What about you, Timmy? Yeah, so I'm coming from the Irish curriculum um, and specifically I, I come from a, a school that teaches through the medium of Irish. So I always found it very, very helpful to, to explain to the students where the words are actually coming from. So, for example, on would be the Irish for a quadrilateral, which literally means um, a four-sided shape. So recently in class, we were uh, revising percentages and uh, I picked up on a, a common mistake where, where students were, were multiplying by one, a uh, thousand or maybe 10 to, to convert their decimal into percentages. Um, but I said, okay guys, let's bring it back. What does cent mean? What does cent mean? Where, where are my French speakers? And hands up, what, what's the French for 100? And they all said cent. Where are my Spanish speakers? Where are my Italian speakers? And kind of building consensus through that then to, to remind ourselves that yes, percent means par 100. Um, and I think that kind of build on the international mindedness and it gave all the students an appreciation for you know, where language and international languages can, can help us um, going forward through life. Um, yes, yeah, so coming from the American curriculum, um, something that is a bit new for me has been this idea of the global context. Um, and while in our curriculum in the States, we would be teaching through examples and there are things there that are relating to real life, there's not this very like open global kind of perspective that's happening. Um, so, you know, for example, here uh, with the seventh grade, we did a project where the students had to 
um, investigate a different country and they were finding out a lot of information about it because it related overall to the global context for that unit, which was globalization and sustainability. So um, this is something new of having students really thinking about what's going on in the world, thinking about these themes um, and relating it back to the content that we're doing in that unit. And the content was, that was fractions, decimals, uh, Yeah, fractions, decimals, percents, ratios. Um, so they had to go and explore this country and find different um, statistics and showing all of the different information they're learning through those fractions, decimals, percents, and ratios. And there was definitely interdisciplinary links there with um, uh, geography or uh, individuals and societies. Uh, so we, we looked at a lot of um, population pyramids, um, birth rates, death rates, so it was a really rich unit and certainly brought in the international mindedness field. The researchers from the University of Bath also found that in their case study schools, ideas and questions that emerge naturally through discussion and conversation can contribute significantly to the development of international mindedness. This suggests that student-led inquiry, where students prompt questions and avenues for inquiry, provides rich opportunities for exploring international mindedness. So on that topic, here are two of our esteemed individuals and societies teachers discussing international mindedness in their subject. One of the units that really comes to mind for me, Jen, is we're discussing Imperial Japan during the time of the Chinese Civil War in the lead up to World War II. And what's so interesting about that is the primary sources that students are analyzing and evaluating. In another grade level, we're looking at the time period of the Middle Ages. And despite the, the time difference, we're looking at the Islamic Golden Age and Britain. And, and we're using the lens of different perspectives and, and the hierarchy of social classes in that time. Yeah, and when we're discussing the lead up to World War II, students are looking at events in Far East Asia through the lenses of Europeans, Americans, Chinese and Japanese and students are challenged to somehow um, find some sort of balanced historical truth between all those different perspectives in, in building arguments about what happened in the past. So it's, um, it's truly an internationally minded unit. And examining cultures over different times and the influences on cultures and the influences on perspectives, all of these lead to robust discussions and enriched learning. And one of the cool things about that is that students from all over the world are challenged to consider what social hierarchy looks like today, but they're speaking from the perspectives of their own countries and they're sharing different ideas with each other. And then they have to take that discussion and they have to look at how it compares and contrasts with social hierarchies in the Islamic Golden Age and in medieval Britain. So that they're getting a uh, a diverse and varied array of perspectives, both historical and contemporary. It's awesome. It's certainly that our classroom environment with the plethora of travel that students have done and the backgrounds and their own personal cultural influences certainly add to an enriched understanding combined with the historical context that we're studying in, in many different time periods and parts of history. Other parts of the curriculum where international mindedness comes through, are music and sport, or PHE. So the researchers found that these subjects have an ability to bring together diverse groups of students from across the school who may have otherwise not encountered each other. So you might have a student from Iceland 
and a student from Indonesia playing rugby or chukball or stomp or any other kind of weird and wonderful dance which they have choreographed together. So these are really rich learning opportunities and they make international mindedness shine through. Likewise, in music, there are so many different types of instruments which some students may have come across, others may not, and they have the conversations and they they inquire about the history and the cultures of these instruments. And then, of course, all the theatre production where you have students from varying backgrounds all following the same script, but bringing their own identity, their own culture, their own background to the play or the musical, and they learn from each other. I also cornered a couple of science teachers who, after about 45 seconds of thinking time, came up with this. So an example of international mindedness in the classroom was an activity we conducted to look at the current dietary recommendations for different countries. So each student had to look up the dietary recommendations for their, their home country. They uploaded the current dietary recommendations on, on a Padlet. Uh, class then viewed, for example, the dietary recommendations from Japan versus dietary recommendations from the, uh, from the US. We then linked this to... Uh, health outcomes in uh, the various different countries, and we looked to see was there any uh, there any correlation in uh, the diet recommendations and the, the the different health outcomes. There were some various differences between uh, between the different countries, which we then spoke about further. Was there a bit of controversy? A uh, little bit of controversy. So one of the things that came up was the the US in terms of we looked up. Obviously, the US has a high obesity rate compared to compared to other countries so we're interested to see what the dietary recommendations were with the US versus somewhere like like Japan which has a very low obesity obesity level so that came up in discussion because we had a few US students and we were looking to see was there anything in the dietary recommendations that was that was different that might have that might have caused this uh, with microethics classes, we talked about uh, desalination uh, in UAE in particular and about desalination in other countries. If they actually need desalination uh, plants uh, to provide fresh water source uh, for the country. And uh, as we have uh, uh, international students from different parts of the world, they provided examples uh, how in their country uh, people um, get uh, fresh water from different sources and uh, some countries also needed to have uh, uh, desalination plants uh, to get uh, enough uh, fresh water but in many countries uh, students mentioned that the natural sources uh, were enough to provide uh, the water for the whole for the whole country community and of course desalination is not not the most affordable option is uh, it? no of course not uh, there are lots of new mutations uh, in desalination plants. That's one of the best uh, ways to uh, get uh, fresh water in UAE, but uh, um, not in all countries. Okay, so it's excellent. Get students to think from multiple perspectives and it hits the learner profile, doesn't it? Like they're being what, open-minded, communicating about um, their experiences. They, they're researching and inquiring. Excellent. Right, so it sounds like uh, it was a valuable unit. Thank you very much, science teachers. Crossing into the diploma program briefly, I obtained some wonderful perspectives from a psychology teacher as well as business and economics. 
Um, I try to incorporate this into my classroom practice and give students an opportunity to develop a sense of what it means to be an internationally minded global citizen on a, a daily basis. For example, in my psychology class, uh, we're speaking on the issue of individualism versus collectivism. And so uh, very superficially, it's this idea that individualist societies uh, value the individual and the individual places themselves at the forefront of their value system, whereas it's the opposite for collectivist societies. It's the community that you value. It's this idea that you are working in the best interest of the community. And using students' own uh, background, own experiences, they were able to classify themselves into these different categories and then try to debate with one another about which is right and which is wrong. And we came to the conclusion that there is no right and no wrong, but just a strong intersection of ideas, especially in the context of our global world. Different societal structures uh, merge and you have to cooperate and try to find some sort of middle ground. Both economics and business management assessment and content uh, requires that students develop holistic perspectives on business or economic phenomenon to be able to develop a balanced argument in their evaluative essays. I incorporate international mindedness in my teaching styles and techniques and I draw upon my students experiences in their home countries and encourage them to ask their parents about their experiences as well and I think it helps students develop their knowledge and understanding about world happenings and global perspectives. The researchers found that the Model United Nations, or MUN, was highlighted as the most significant activity in promoting international mindedness in some of their case study schools. So I caught up with Michael Molinar, who has been the director of MUN here at Raha for the past seven years. Yeah, uh, thank you, Vaughn. Uh, Model United Nations is an excellent forum for students to develop international mindedness, firstly, through researching issues of global importance, then debating those issues in character as they role play delegates from different designated nations, and then ultimately, working collaboratively with peers in order to develop solutions to some of these global issues. We have debates after school where students really get to focus on developing their communication skills. Uh, we've been involved in larger conferences throughout the UAE, including schools in Dubai, as well as some universities here in Abu Dhabi, such as uh, NYUAD and Paris-Saborne University. I was also very fortunate to obtain a fantastic soundbite from Ahmad Dawish, who is the Secretary General of MUN here at Raha. Model United Nations is a rigorous academic simulation of the United Nations. It challenges students to find minded solutions to conflict mitigation in a global context. Through rigorous discourse, students are challenged to deal with the varying vested interests of nations in order to agree upon an effective, realistic, and above all, innovative solution to international conflict. Model United Nations teaches students key lesson on global citizenship, those being to be humble and realistic, to lend a helping hand, to be dynamic and flow like water, and to leave no one behind. 
by developing a student's critical thinking alongside their problem-solving, creativity, and collaborative skills, students are able to reap the benefit of MUN in all aspects of academia and life. Raha's MUN delegation have recently engaged in debate on safeguarding persons displaced by climate change, responses to the Chinese Belt and Road Initiative, and other global issues of contemporary pertinence. In all cases, they have come up with a minded solution that effectively addresses the issue while benefiting all parties involved. And what about the personal project? For sure, the personal project is often a time when we do see students demonstrating global mindedness. I think that's because it's the independence of choosing what to learn and what to create to show off that learning that gives them a real opportunity to grow from a mindset of well, what benefits me to what benefits many. There really are many examples that demonstrate both awareness of cultural perspectives and the common goal of addressing our common global concerns. Uh, for example, basic intracultural awareness, uh, student Harrison Ye springs to mind. He's developed uh, skincare products and his branding includes not only strict policies relating to global environmental concerns, but also research and consideration into the diversity of the clientele who will be using his product. Salma Ibrahim uh, has got another interesting learning goal. She was exploring how art can be used um, to spread awareness and to, to spread a message. And she uh, centered her artwork on a piece to raise awareness about the plight of refugees. And now she's taking that artwork forward and hoping in the future to raise money for the Red Crescent to support refugees in crisis. So that's a lovely, lovely project there, showing real global mindedness. Rithik Sanganaboyna's goal was to create a bicycle-powered phone charger. And when I spoke with him, he sees phones and bikes in underdeveloped countries and sees a simplistic solution to the charging issue. Service as action in the MIP, as well as CAS in the diploma program, can provide excellent opportunities for students to develop, practice and critically reflect on international mindedness. The researchers from the University of Bath also found that working in partnership with the community is seen to be a much better approach than a more paternalistic approach in order to avoid feelings of condescension towards those in need of support. If we go back to episode six briefly, here was Driv describing his beach cleanup initiative. I decided to initiate a beach cleanup and around 28 people joined it. We collected more than 100 kilos of trash and half of it was recycled by a company called Recap. This sent a really wide message to the community that there are organizations that care about the environment. Of course, there's no disputing the fact that having an international school such as ours here in Abu Dhabi is quite different to, let's say, a, an international school in Indonesia, for example. So having opportunities to develop rich services action um, projects is, is not quite the same, of course. Therefore, we do try and get students to experience these opportunities in the form of overseas trips, which fortunately are coming back again after the pandemic. I was fortunate enough to go to Cambodia with the grade 11s and uh, building the toilets and and integrating with the community, just helping out in schools there. It's incredible what an impact this has on the students. But of course, not everyone can um, have this opportunity. 
So we do, to a large extent, rely on, on the curriculum and what happens in the classroom in terms of promoting international mindedness and developing a deep sense of empathy. The researchers from the University of Bath also referred to um, students living in a, a bubble, sometimes called an expat bubble, um, being sheltered or cocooned. And teachers need to act as role models to develop mindsets which do promote international mindedness, which sometimes clearly is not easy. And actually on the topic of role models, the researchers conducted many interviews and actually established um, some of the, the different attributes that actually make a good role model. And there is no single correct way of modeling international mindedness. Um, here are some of the attitudes and behaviors that were regarded as important in teacher role models. Uh, things such as using artifacts, quotes, or pictures in their classrooms to bring their subject to life and to reflect their own interests and passions. Sharing their own experiences and viewpoints with students, using examples from real life to illustrate points. Being open and encouraging safe and respectful conversation in their classrooms. Having no tolerance of bullying. Challenging disrespectful behavior or comments. As, so as I mentioned in the previous episode, the context within which international mindedness is brought to life is, is extremely important to consider when having any sort of conversation about this topic. Just before we move on and change directions slightly to look in some more detail at the challenges facing international mindedness, I would like to just briefly point out three aspects of the extended curriculum, one might say, that we focus on here at Raha. Um, the one is moral ed or moral education. Um, then we have posed, positive education, or pos at Raha as we call it. And then the third is the UAE social studies course. So slightly different emphases for each of these, uh, where moral ed focuses on things such as um, sympathy, generosity, recognizing other points of view, building positive relationships, assuming responsibility and self-esteem, committing to helping others, aspects of equality. I'm basically just reading here from the grade six term one plan. So distributive justice as well. And then POSED focuses largely on stress management, um, supporting each other and numerous other aspects related to wellness, well-being, I should say. And one of the upcoming episodes will in fact be focusing on well-being, which will incorporate POSED. And you'll be hearing from people far more educated on the topic than myself. So watch out for that episode. And UAE Social Studies is designed to educate international students on aspects which they might not be that aware of living here in the UAE. Children can start to question, where is home? Which country do I belong in? Um, does my identity correspond with my passport? Should I return home for university? Where is home? Um, all of these issues come from a place of confusion when children develop their identity. Truthfully, there is a sense of comfort to know that you belong to a community. And when you've been away from your home country for so long, that sense of community can dissipate. Based on my own experience and from what my students have also told me from their own experiences, 
Um, this is often first observed when students go home to visit their childhood friends or family and they notice that they um, are different than everyone else. And this can be devastating to a child or a teenager. Another drawback of being a third culture child is that it's very difficult to maintain relationships with family and friends back home. So in addition to what Jade mentioned there regarding confusion around identity, there's also potential for confusion based on being surrounded by so many different points of view and perspectives all the time. The researchers found that some students find it difficult to actually make up their own mind and form their own opinions. And teachers at several of the case study schools noted that students tend to take open-mindedness to an extreme where any perspective is accepted, no matter how controversial. Another concern is dealing with the sensitivity and discomfort of students when, for example, teaching the Second World War. Balancing the historical accuracy and sensitivity needs to come into play. Another discussion that comes up quite a lot in talking about international-mindedness is taking international-mindedness beyond superficiality. So there is some controversy surrounding um, the challenge with differing opinions and some debate about the five Fs. The five Fs being food, fashion, flags, festivals and famous people. Some parents, when interviewed, were absolutely fine and they viewed five F type activity as valuable and enjoyable, whilst others opposed it as lacking in authenticity. So I guess one would argue that a healthy balance would be the way to go. We are extremely fortunate here at Raha to have, well, at least two third culture kids on the staff. So we'll be playing out with um, the thoughts of two of our teachers who, who really have embraced international mindedness all their lives. And it's wonderful to hear how they weigh the positives and negatives. Just before I do that, um, a final mention from the study from the University of Bath. They showed that international mindedness is best practiced when the school acts as a role model in its conceptualization, planning, development and evaluation of international mindedness. I don't believe that the consequences outweigh the pros, but what I've noticed is that oftentimes people who claim to be internationally minded are also at the detriment of a critical mind. And what I mean by that is when you have all of these different cultural mental frameworks that you're trying to operate within, it becomes very, very overwhelming to negotiate where you stand in the world and what your identity says about who you are constantly shifting between all of these social selves that you've developed in order to be more mindful. And uh, at the same time, though, you would think it would build relationships, uh, being able to communicate with more people, uh, but oftentimes because people who you previously had relationships with do not have the same perspective, there becomes a clash of, of values essentially, and this could uh, come at the detriment of your relationship with them. What I believe, though, to be the most important aspect of being an international classroom is to develop very strong relationships with fellow peers. I can remember the best two years of my life was when I was enrolled in the DP program because not only did I learn um, the knowledge, the understanding, the application, evaluative skills that 
I needed to succeed in university, but I established the most genuine relationships with my fellow peers. And to this day, 15 years later, um, we all share very similar experiences and we are the best of friends. In this world and age, students are bound to go to university abroad and potentially even start their career abroad. And I think being a third culture child really helps you in settling into a new place and also communicating with people from different cultures and also understanding differences in customs and norms. Mm -hmm.